Welcome to this editorial note slash abbreviated little discussion of Print Run, I guess we would call it, right? Does that Sounds sound, about right. sound right to you? Um, my name is Eric Hayne. With me, as always, is Laura Satz. Say hello, Laura. Hello, everyone. Today is June 25th. Um, as we just said, this is going to be a shorter version of an episode, um, and we're going to kind of get into that, uh, why we are a little bit shorter on time this week. It's, I think, a very you know good reason, all things considered. But um, before we get to that, how about just kind of the quick rundown, huh? Yeah. So um, for a lot of you, um, your patrons, which means that we will have special episodes, the very last special episode of this month to you. Um, this week, we're going to be doing a print run Q&A. As always, you know, we like to be the um, the answer to your question. So make mm-hmm. sure that if you ever have a question about anything, send it to us at printrunpodcast at gmail.com or you can use the hashtag on Twitter Hashtag ask print run. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just a quick note for all of you that were chomping at the bit for our uh, D&D episode, yes. which we should actually stop calling D&D because we're really playing Cthulhu. Mm. Um, but if you're really excited about our Call of Cthulhu publishing episode, um, our DM, we were supposed to record today, but he has a cold. And so you do not want to hear him <laughs> coughing and sneezing all over this recording. Yeah. Um, so we are going to be recording that early next week and it'll be out next week. So definitely stay tuned. It'll be a lot of fun. He's been teasing me about it all the time because he knows exactly what horrible things are going to try and kill us and drive us crazy. Right. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, stay tuned for that. And so let's get into um, the mini episode. So last week, um, and everybody who's listening to this knows about this. It feels like every person on Earth, definitely in this country, knows about this. But um You know, we started hearing reports um, coming from, you know, the southern border of the United States that, you know, Border Patrol was starting to do child separation. And then we started hearing about, um, you know, what effectively amounted to, you know, concentration camps where they were putting children who had been separated uh, from their parents in attempted crossing. And, you know, obviously, you know, there was coverage of this pretty much wall to wall all over the place, whatever news network you kind of listen to. Um, and the images were horrifying. The statistics were horrifying. The entire situation is a, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's a moral atrocity. It's a human rights, um, crisis. It's any number of things that you, you know, you can't really throw enough, um, extreme language at it to kind of denounce it to, um, just, um, you know, stand in opposition to what's happening. And I think like, you know, Laura, you and I were sitting around and we were kind of getting ready to, you know, have our kind of midweek episode meeting, right? Kind of have our conversation like yeah. we normally do um, as we kind of get ready for the show we were planning. And it just didn't feel right, you know, as all this stuff is kind of happening. You know, you and I, I mean, we do the show and I think the primary thing that we like to do on here is laugh, Right. Like apart- even when we're talking about really serious <laughs> like, things. Yeah, yeah. It's like apart from anything else going on in books or whatever topic we've selected. I mean, the thing we really kind of do this for is to, you know, in- have a good time and laugh. And it just felt, you know, I think we were both kind of distracted. We had sort of been talking about it, like everyone had. I mean, anyone who'd been online, anyone who'd been a part of any sort of public conversation, you know, happening throughout all of last week felt um, just a cloud 
over everything, you know, fatigued and (laughs) angry and sad and outraged and, you know, in, in a constant state of disbelief that I previously thought that no one would be able to reach. But given um, this year and this president, um, we're reaching new heights. Yeah, no, it's um, and obviously, you know, we we received, you know, we received as though he like gave it to us. But, um, you know, an executive order finally came down that supposedly is stopping child separation. But now there's these issues where it's going to be, um, you know, probably just entire families in these, you know, detainment camps and things like that. And it's so the situation is still very much ongoing and atrocious. And I don't know, I guess back to like how it kind of relates to the show is we sort of decided, well, how can we try to just do some small little thing to help out with this? And what we ended up deciding, if anyone follows us on Twitter, you saw this, um, we decided to offer query critiques in exchange for donations um, to this cause. Kidlit says no kids in cages. Um, Just this um, organization that's kind of funneling money into various rights groups and places down at the border who are kind of geared up to fight this. And um, I don't know. It's so we, we started doing that. And where are we at right now? I mean, the response was one really one of the highlights of the show so far for me. Yeah, we um, we're we're going to have to close it down at some point yeah, because we, have we to actually do the work because yeah. we have to actually do yeah. the work and give people the critiques. Um, but we ended up raising thirteen hundred and seventy five dollars. Um, we ended up having um, forty five different critiques happen. And so it's not 45 different people, because one thing that we wanted to make sure that we were offering is that um, we were if, if, if you're only selling something for the person who has the financial ability to give, right. they're pretty much only going to pay what you're selling the critique for. Um, and so we wanted to open it up and very much um to have it fit with our overall themes and concerns of access with this show. We wanted to open up the ability for writers to purchase critiques for other writers who would not otherwise be able to pay for them um, and to really support marginalized authors that way. And so we ended up having probably about 40 to 45 percent i haven't done the exact math sure. but about 45 percent of the gifts that came in for us um were gifts to other authors and so one of the things that i want to put out as a call right now is that if you are an author who hasn't been able to give financially to any of these causes and hasn't been able to um also purchase something like a direct one-on-one critique with an agent or an editor Mm -hmm. for your query or for your online pitch or your synopsis or anything, um, we have open spots. So reach out to us. Um, We would love to give you a critique. Um, But at the, yeah, at the end of this week, you know, I basically ended up not doing any other work, (laughs) (laughs) which is really funny because I just put a manuscript out on a submission and I had a couple of emails out with editors to like schedule things. And I ended up just being, you know, I ended up saying to everybody, I was like, you know, I'm busy right now. Like I'll get back to you. Um, But yeah, now we, now we get to sit down and do the work, but I have to say that I am really pleased 
by how Print Run has been able to do this thing that I wouldn't normally be able to do myself. Like Eric and I would not have been able to give almost $1,400 of our own money to a cause like this. It's just money we don't have. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's been really um, exciting and humbling and wonderful. And I just am looking at all of you out there in the community, and I'm um, really pleased that you listen. Well, I uh, just think, like, it's just such a um, – it was just – it felt like such a bolstering moment the other day. So, you know, you kind of felt the energy, you know, was so – justifiably and correctly negative, yeah. you know, and we kind of put this thing out and it really, you know, it really gained some steam and suddenly people from all over the place are, you know, not only donating themselves, but they're buying critiques for other people. They're doing these things. And it just felt like, man, you know, the writing community out there, um, it really has done, you know, when it's time to kind of coalesce around something and when it's time to really, um, you know, put its money where its mouth is. I mean, I think this is, I mean, people are doing it. You know what I mean? Like we, you know, we're up close to 1500 bucks that, you know, you guys all raised and we're going to, you know, turn around and do some critiques in exchange for, but like, this is to me, it's like this kind of small stuff and it, it can add up, you know, and now we have a, what feels to me and what should feel to anyone like a really good group effort to, you know, kind of pull this stuff together and we're going to be able to donate it now. And I don't know, I, you know, I especially gripe a lot about like writer Twitter and things like that. (laughs) And it just felt, you know, this is one of those things. It's like, man, you know, everyone on here, yeah, these are, these are good people. You know, these are people who were kind of all, especially, you know, the ones kind of in our, you know, age group, you know, the people who are kind of a part of these kind of ongoing progressive conversations we're trying to have. Um, this is a this is a group and a community um, that you know listens to this show and listens to others and kind of you know just does their stuff you know online in whatever way. Um, it's really really great to see that, and I know just as someone who um, you know spent like the rest of us spent last week in a funk, it it felt good to just know that people do care, you know, and people are out there trying to do this stuff and you know being able to kind of you know, trade some query critiques for donations to this kind of stuff, I think is great. And what it does mean, though, is that you and I now have to go record a, you know, couple hours of query critiques, which is awesome. And you then know? write, right. like, 27 <laughs> so of them So that's why more. we don't have a full episode this week. That is why we, we don't. <laughs> we've got to go spend the rest of the week doing doing query critiques, which is, again, you know, the exactly perfect thing we were hoping would happen. So, yeah. And I guess, you know, just to, like, wrap it up as, like, a concept you know, we talk nearly every episode about this idea, these ideas of like representation and about, um, you know, how, you know, these demographic problems in publishing arise, you know, how these representation issues come up, how um, people who are marginalized in publishing continue to stay marginalized. And one thing I think about a lot is how um, you know, if books and publishing are this ideas industry, right, and it, these ideas that are feel, you know, essential and relevant in the world, then when things like this in, you know, in politics creep up, they absolutely need to be the purview of the book community, because it is not that difficult to draw a straight line between, um, you know, what essentially has become a, you know, a white supremacist executive branch of our government, you know, working to do the things that they're doing 
and all the horrific ramifications we've seen from that. It's not hard to see that and draw a line through, hey, you know, it's going to be tougher for certain groups, you know, to find footholds in, you know, the, you know, the idea landscape in America, you know what I mean? And if that's true, and I think that it is, you know, then this kind of stuff needs to be fought by publishing. It needs to be fought by the people in the book community who take this stuff seriously. And it's, um, you know, that's something you say a ton, Laura, is like every all writing and all work like this, you know, it's political and there's no separation from it. Yeah. I, especially this year, have been spending a lot of, you know, midnight hours laying in bed and kind of thinking about, you know, what what are my choices doing for this world right now? You know, like given the, you know, dystopia that we're living in, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like what does me like working there? It's not like creating anything, but just like helping, I guess, a little bit in the arts. Like what, what does that do? Like, is there something more that I could be doing? And I find a lot of strength and power and also solace in the idea that everything that, writing is everything that art is is political it is and even though i am not creating my own you know political writing Mm -hmm. what i am doing is i can at least help a little bit everybody else get a little bit of a leg up so that their politics have a slightly um bigger a bigger ripple i guess in the pond and i guess i think that's true and i think what is maybe even more essential is this idea that you can't opt out of that, you know, yeah, like not your, even a little. your work, you know, in the arts and anyone's work in the arts is political, whether or not you choose to think of it that way or not, you know? And so like you, you have two choices. You can either, you know, try to be overt about it, or you can try to be intentional with what you're creating in that regard, or you can ignore it and maybe produce something that isn't necessarily working in the direction you might hope, yeah. you know? And it's, um, I guess, I don't know, like the point of all this is to say that when this stuff happens and you see like you see a lot of like, you know, when book authors or like especially like in, you know, like in fiction or like, you know, genre stuff where like maybe the point off the bat isn't necessarily to kind of critique the, you know, contemporary culture on a minute by minute basis. Like when authors start to kind of chime in with their perspectives, you know, you get a lot of uh, writers who say things like, well, come on, just stick to the stories. You know, they want you to just kind of you know, isolate the two worlds, right? Just Publishing. sign your books. Exactly. Don't talk about who the president is. Exactly. They want this, like, and the point is, it's it's never been possible, but it's especially clear how impossible it is now. And so, like, the book world should do what it's just, what I think we've just got a glimpse, it is for fully capable of doing, which is, like, coming together around a small little thing. And like I said, you know, like, it's, you know, we raised... You guys raised, I mean, we just sent tweets, you know, (laughs) like you guys raised, you know, nearly 1500 bucks in the span of just a few days that we're going to be able to hand to organizations doing this stuff. And it's like, that matters, you know, and I think that just that kind of sense of collective action can really, obviously, on a monetary level, it's important like that, those organizations that'll take that money and do some good with it, but also just like on a personal level. I think it matters like to feel like you've done something concrete, like it kind of builds in that idea of just like cultivating hope and, you know, being proactive and things like that, that allow you to kind of stay energized, you know, like 
And so I guess just in a lot of ways, you know, in what was really a dark week and still is, um, it was really nice to see. And we really could not be more thankful to you guys for helping us with it. And um, now we will um, get to the hours upon hours of queer critiques we've got to go do. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, in this in this defining moral uh, test of our time, we thank you for sticking with us and listening to this rambling few minutes. Um, and we thank you for giving us the the space and the grace to go off and then um, basically redline 45 uh, different <laughs> different queries. Um, we yeah. will be back with you next week and make sure that you stay tuned for all of our other stuff and definitely keep the conversation going with yeah, us yeah. and especially, you know, this weekend on uh, June 30th, Eric and I are going to be protesting um with moveon.org in Minneapolis, if wherever you are, I'm sure there's a protest. There's dozens and dozens and dozens throughout the country. There's a lot of ones that book people are organizing around too. Correct. Like I know if you follow, you know, I know like Jess Sinsheimer, who's been on the show before, has been tweeting about something happening in New York on the same date. You know, there's a few different things going on. And so like just stay clued in because there's all sorts of little yep. ways to be involved and active. You Actually, know? speaking of Jessica Sinsheimer, um, she and I have been going back and forth. If you are in the Twin Cities or in Minnesota and you want a protest in Minneapolis. Um, I will be meeting at Coffee and Bagels on Nicolette Avenue um, about 145 right before the protest, organizing a bunch of like kidlit and publishing related people nice. to go down mm-hmm. um, to the protest. So things like that is another example yep. of the things you can do. Yep. Um, and come so, say hello, Laura. Come say hello, Laura. <laughs> I'll say it back. Um, so we're going to let you go and get back to work, uh, but we will see you for a regular episode next week. Bye. Thank you.